What's up, everybody? How are you guys doing? I'm just packing my bags. I've got a long-haul flight back to Ireland tomorrow, which should be a bundle of joy. It's actually not too bad when you're flying this side of the world back to Ireland because you get a tailwind, so it usually works out pretty good. Um, I think in future I'll try to book. There's a direct flight from Phoenix to London, and I think that's a better way to go about it. You just get on a plane in Phoenix, which is two-hour drive from Flagstaff, and when you get off the plane, you're in um, London Airport. But yeah, it's been it's been a it's been quite a cool 48 hours. I think today what I want to talk about is a lot of people. I've been getting a lot of messages about like. I hope you're celebrating. I hope you're like, I hope you can have a beer. And I actually haven't had a beer yet. Um, I haven't had a drink of alcohol yet. And it's not, it's not because I'm choosing not to have that or I, I don't want to necessarily have that. But it's just that like, I don't like, it's funny. I only ever enjoy beers and, and alcohol and all the rest of it when I'm, when I'm in, um, Northern Ireland. Or when I'm in the UK, for example, in London, like I just feel like that I've never really had that social life here, like partying or drinking or pub or. And so like I would much rather a Dr. Pepper, for example, than a than a beer when I'm here. So that's all I've done. I haven't like restricted it or I haven't like like not had it because I don't feel I deserved it or any nonsense like that. It's just a case of it hasn't felt yeah it just hasn't felt right but I know for example and it kind of works out quite well because another thing I'm going to touch on is recovery from the marathon so um but I like what I was going to go on to say there is I know that in a couple of days time when I'm back home in Northern Ireland I will certainly have a few beers with my friends and catch up with those guys and and that's the social life that exists in Northern Ireland and to be honest, I'm really excited about that. Like, I love putting on a nice shirt and going downtown. And because Belfast is such a small place, you get to catch up with all the guys that you probably grew up with and hung about with. And and I have a group of friends that probably have zero interest in running whatsoever, but they're super supportive of what, what I do. And actually, when I went off the rails a little bit and wasn't, running these guys were the first ones to tell me that I should I should be the runner like and I thought that was really interesting because I know I well I hope I hope the love sort of hanging out with me and the loved having me around and stuff but at the same time I remember the general the general gist of things was that they were like skull like you can be really good at this like go be really good at this you know um and I think that was really one of the big turnaround points was hearing it for hearing it from guys that I really didn't think I'd be hearing it from, giving me that sort of support and saying like, "Go be the runner, go be an Olympian," <clears throat> and so that's really cool. But I'm super excited about that. But like I said, in terms of recovery from the marathon, I I don't I used to finish a marathon and get wasted and get really drunk and. I think it just delayed recovery massively. Like 
you're severely, severely dehydrated when you finish a marathon. Your body and muscles are severely inflamed and all the rest of it, and they really need everything to calm down. And so when I finish the marathon now, my 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 first priority is to recover because, well, running has maybe not necessarily right now, but in a week's time, if I sign my contract with Under Armour that's in the works, running will become officially for the first time a job. I mean, I, I already, I talked to you guys, I already get a little bit of support from Athletics Northern Ireland. And so it's kind of a job. So like, but even if it's not your job, I would urge you strongly post-marathon to have at least half half a, an eye on recovery. Um, and so it's fine to have pints. It's fine to go to the pub with your mates. And you probably traveled with a load of your buddies anyway. And so, like, you're going to, of course, enjoy a beer. But that doesn't mean that you can't try to hydrate straight after the marathon. And it, it also means that you might be able to put on your calf compression socks or your recovery tights and at least you're kind of prepare like preparing for the recovery process. You can be sitting in a pub with a pint of beer with a pair of recovery tights on. There's nothing wrong with that. And and I would I would really, really encourage that. Um I could barely walk and I and I really mean that guys. I could barely walk um all day on Sunday. But I had two ice baths and I wore my recovery compression tights. And I feel like the first 24 hours of the recovery process is probably the most important. And perhaps by having the two ice baths and wearing the compression tights, maybe I sped up my recovery by it could be three to four days as much as that. If I didn't wear the recovery tights, if I didn't have the two ice baths and I had half a bottle of whiskey, maybe I would have prolonged the recovery process by four to five days. So maybe it saves you 10 days in the end, making a few smarter decisions. But I'm not like, honestly, I am, I'm some laugh because believe me, if the marathon was Saturday morning in Belfast, I would be out Saturday night with my mates having the best time ever. And, and rightly so, because we talk about like, oh, you deserve it. It's not, it's not that you deserve it. It's just, if it's fun, and you've like not been partying or drinking or it can be really fun. And maybe you do deserve it. Maybe that's fair enough. Maybe that's a fair point. Um, but that's the way it is. Like when, when we talk about like celebrating or, you know, like I remember the guys that I live with here in Flagstaff at the start of the week saying, what are you looking forward the most? Like when the marathon's over, like what do you, what would you love to eat? Or, and I remember thinking like, and I told them this, I was like, you know, not really anything. Like, I really missed Haribo because I hadn't had that for like three weeks. But like, for example, I had a Chinese takeaway on the Monday night. That's six days out. I had um, some Mexican tacos on the Wednesday night, I believe, which is about four days out. And we went for pizza and um, pasta the night before. So I don't... I, I take away the sweets and the M and M's um, and the desserts because I like to be I like the self discipline of that. But I don't 
I don't starve myself of other luxuries like a Chinese or um, I don't think Chinese is the worst thing in the world. But also like in the build up, I probably had a Chinese on a Saturday night and then went the next morning and did a 24 mile long run and it went really well. So actually, what would be worse? Would it be worse going down a route of trying to be super healthy in the last two or three days or at least what people think the definition of healthy is like? I don't know, are we talking gluten-free, whole wheat pasta, all this kind of stuff, like the stereotypical healthy foods? Or, like, should I just keep things very similar to the way they are? And and maybe that's why I love what I'm doing. And I'm okay. Maybe I could have ran 15 to 20 seconds faster if I didn't have the Chineses or if I didn't, like, have the Mexican for the last four months let's call it but then i wouldn't love my life so why would i do that like if 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 the chinese and the mexican and the the m&ms and the haribo is the very thing that keeps me doing what i'm doing and love it it would be a sin to take that away because i would end up just quitting because it would just become too much for me the running life, the the monk lifestyle that people sometimes try to live, it would become too much for me and I would end up like like quitting like I have every other time. So I think there's something to gain from that. Like um I'm not encouraging one or the other. I'm encouraging moderation with everything. Um I'll probably end up doing a podcast on Saturday or Sunday morning when I'm terribly, terribly hungover and feeling sorry for myself, but I will love the night out and I will really love seeing my friends again I know every time I go home and see these guys I get hugs and I like I just feel really good about myself and like they're proud of me and um I I just really appreciate that so I think there's there's definitely there's there's something to be learned in terms of balance um I've got to where I'm at because I've had the most consistent two years of my life not because I've lived a monk life for like two years of my life, but I've actually just found a balance and I found a consistency and I found, um, I think the key word there is balance. I found a balance that I can deal with. Um, if I loaded too much, now with each race, as each race has gone better, I have to say I've dedicated little bits more and more. So I think that's important to realize, like as I've improved, I've put more emphasis on certain parts of athletics. If you think of it as a as a big mind map and you've put a big mind map on the wall and you've got nutrition, S&C, training, um, planning, altitude camps, you've got all these, let's say it's a spider graph my spider graph has definitely grown a lot over the last two years, maybe from at first all I put an emphasis on was the training part, the running part. And maybe now there's a, there's a lot more emphasis on maybe nutrition, fuel in my training, maybe S and C prehab, rehab, activation stuff. And I'm not, and I, I urge you not to go gung ho and make your spider graph as big as mine from the start. Because remember, the key thing here is sustainability. And so I would much rather you add in three things and then sustain that for a year and don't quit and don't give up on it than add in 
15 things, get three months down the line, get super frustrated that things aren't improving as quickly as you want, and then quit. And that's what happens, guys. Like, I think one of the reasons I'm so successful and improving year on year, and that's what I mean by successful, is that I understand that running is a process and it takes time. So you can't, even if I started running 120 mile a week, my next marathon might only be 213.30 or maybe it'll be 213.00. But actually, I can probably run 100 mile a week and run 213.30. The injury risk would be way lower. And I guess what I'm saying is there's only so much you can improve in a year, no matter how much you train. It literally does not matter. Like you just it's it's hard to explain, but physiology just takes a, a, a period of time to improve. It's just a slow process. And so no matter how much training you you do, the, the process still takes the same amount of time to improve. And that's why like physiology and threshold testing is so important to show you that it just takes time. And so and actually sometimes with age, if you're younger and you're a junior, actually just age will improve you. And I never really understood that. But just by time passing by, you might get a little bit better um, because you'll get stronger and you'll mature a bit more and things like this. And and so these are all really important things to bear in mind. And so I don't be super aggressive. I just I encourage adding in a few new things, trying them out. If you if you think like and I always say if you think about this logically and if you if you think about your last race if you're willing to do everything that you did in your last build up and a little bit more whether it's nutrition S&C um more mileage smarter training blah 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 the list goes on it it seems logical if you get the same weather and the same race distance the next time it seems logical that you'll be faster and that's such a that's such a boost on the start line, just knowing. I thought about London Marathon, 2.15.50, and I thought, okay, so if the next one's a similar course, it's cooler, even without being fitter, I should just race better because of the conditions and the course. So that was a really nice thought getting into Houston. I then added in things like, okay, you now do a gym program, okay, you averaged a bit more mileage, okay, you're also better at 10k before you went into this race, etc, etc. I added new things in, and it made me very confident on the start line. Um, So that's all really I'm covering today. Um, I'm going to fly home. I haven't committed to any new plans yet. Um, I, I don't know what the next race is. I'm I'm contemplating London Marathon but I think a lot depends on how I recover and and actually like that's a really that's a really tough field and maybe even a difficult race for me to get into for example like I think I'd be about the 25th fastest on the start line which is just incredible and so it's definitely a race that I'd love to be a part of but we just need to take a step back and think is that the best call moving forward. What could I gain from London Marathon? And actually, I've already scribbled some notes down about that. I, I put down things like um, learning to run with a group because I think that's really important. I wanted to 
fix my hamstring issues and see like I'm assuming I hurt my hamstrings when I stopped suddenly and then maybe like sprinted to get back to the course and not lose time but maybe there's just a hamstring weakness there in general that needs to be addressed I I don't think that's the reason because I already do hamstring work but I don't assume I'm not an assumer so I'll I'll explore that and so maybe we try to fix things. Maybe we try to not go the wrong way in London. And who knows? Maybe that's when I'll run my two thirteen something. So, like, let's just wait and see. I haven't I haven't made any decisions yet. I reviewed um, how I thought Houston went. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was amazing. Bear in mind, I thought my run at London Marathon was amazing. I thought my run at London Marathon was world class. I just think Houston was pretty good. Um, and I'm not trying to be like a bit dull about that, but I went the wrong way and I got sore hamstrings. So I, I think I, I think it was a world class execution because of how I dealt with adversity, you could call it. But I don't think it was a world class result. Um, I think it was just a pretty good result. But I jotted down a few notes. I did a bit of, um, like I did a bit of a review session, and I did that on the plane. I always seem to be doing that on planes. Um, I'm just trying to get my notes up here because I'd actually like to go through some of that. Um, so I actually put London Marathon at the top, and I said purpose of doing London: try to fix hamstring issue, practice running in a group, and go run two thirteen something, just in case the point system for Tokyo still exists. Um, then we might look at New York Half Marathon. Um, we were probably trying, again, you have to get in the field for that. Um, I think I could do a bit more mileage. I think I could do like 100 to 110 miles a week this time instead of 90 to 95. I said gym work is still important. Need to keep doing the rehab, continue what has helped until now. And hopefully Robbie, my S&C coach, has some new ideas to um strengthen those hamstrings a little bit fuel um again i thought fuel on the course was okay but because my hands got cold and another problem i had which i don't know if other people have had this but the the drinks bottle like every time i opened up the lid to like squirt water into my mouth or like more tan into my mouth the bloody bottle kept closing and so like it was cold I, I usually do three, usually my rule is I have three gulps and then I throw the bottle away. But I was probably only getting about a gulp and a half, maybe two, because every time I went to, first of all, my hands were too cold to squeeze the bottle. Then when I tilted it back and tried to squeeze it into my mouth, the bloody lid kept closing. And so it just became really frustrating. So fuel is definitely something I need to improve. Shoes. Um, I kept switching shoes in the build-up, and that might have been another reason why my hamstrings weren't fantastic. So I'm definitely from the get-go going to practice. Um, the new um, Under Armour actually sent me a prototype version of our new racing flat with a slightly lower um, section on around the ankle and stuff, so it fits a bit better to my feet. So I'm really excited about that. Um, need to work with my physio a bit more i have this here um i what else do i have i have my sports psychologist down here gary need to reassess what's important circumstances have changed because of contracts coming up but perhaps i still should be doing some web work that might be a form of distraction 
Um, but then I've also put down here that maybe the podcast and other forms of social media might help that out. Then I just need to discuss support with Northern Ireland. And then finally, Under Armour down the bottom, um, just sorting out the contract type stuff. So I kind of like even even post race, I'll go through here. We have Houston Marathon at the top. I have problems. The bottles were too cold to drink. Didn't drink enough water on the course. I assume because it was cold, I just shouldn't bother. Hamstrings. Was this cramping or was it the wrong turn? Was it a weakness from the build-up? Did I do too many long, hard runs? For three weeks in a row, I did long, hard runs rather than usually I do them every other week. I also did 10 by a mile on the Friday when I came straight off the plane. And then I did a 22-mile long run on the Sunday at 5.20 per mile. Maybe that was the beginning of the end of my hamstrings. I've put that down in bullet points. Then I have pace group. Maybe if I ran the pace group, it would have avoided the wrong turn. It would have sheltered me and saved effort into the wind. I really need to practice running with groups. Bear in mind, guys, I do all my training by myself. Like I do like group runs. And sometimes on a Tuesday, I'll do like a fartlek with somebody. But like I, I haven't had a group in maybe ever. And so when it comes to like sitting in a group in all my marathons, I've been by myself start to finish. And so sitting in a group can be a bit tough for me but that's something that i need to really work on um so that's where i'm at guys i'm sorry i've been rambling a little bit the last couple of days i'm there's been a big focus on eating a bit more keeping the compression stuff on i I, like i said two ice baths on sunday i had a warm bath monday morning i had an epsom bath we we came back last night at about 8 p.m we went for dinner I came back, it was, I think it was 9.30 and I had an Epsom bath until 10 o'clock. I gave myself a little bit of self-massage, but my, my hamstrings are hurting, so it was tough. Um, I did a very light stretch and then I put the Normatec boots on for 45 minutes. I'll probably do similar today before I, before I fly home. I'll, I'll do a little bit of stuff. Um, maybe another Epsom bath and then the Normatecs again. Um, and that might be enough to just at least get me through the travel. And then when I get home, I'm going to, I've decided that I'll see a physio Friday. Um, and I might do a little run that morning, not for training, but just so I have some feedback for the physio, just to see where things are at. And then I'll probably rest again Saturday and get a big massage Saturday or Sunday and then move on the following week. But big focus on recovery. I think that's really important. I'm a bit sad my hamstrings hurt because I was really hoping that I could recover faster and go. Um, I was just really tempted to do an indoor race just because it's so much fun. But I don't think that's going to be an option. Um, it'll probably be onwards now to um, a half marathon maybe and perhaps London marathon. But I think that depends on recovery. So I'll be home for a few weeks. Get to catch up with all my friends. I've, I've told you the importance before about balance in life. And that's a, that's a big thing for me. Well, it wasn't, but it is now. And sometimes I'm a bit stubborn and, but family, it's about time I go home and take out my little brother and sister and spend some good time with them. It's about time I go home and see my mom and see my dad. The Houston build up my 30th birthday I spent in America. Um, Christmas Day in America up in Flagstaff, New Year's Eve in America up in Flagstaff. And and so now that it's done and it, and it went well, I think it's time to go home and um, catch up on a little bit of other things that are important in life too. 
and then we move on. I pick a new goal and I put new new targets in place. And I think I think this year I can definitely run two thirteen something. Maybe on the best day ever, two twelve, but maybe the best day ever might not come this year. And I kind of like that. I I just perform anyway. I don't need it to be the best day ever. I think that shows strength. Um. So the next big big goal, like aside from London, would be Highgate 10k in July. I think that's the day that I could hit the Northern Ireland record. I was about four or five seconds off it last year. I honestly think this year I'll I could run two maybe 28.10 to 28.20, which would destroy the record, which would be quite nice. So let's see how this plans out. Plenty to work on, um, even though I'm not training. Um, I'm going to have a couple of smoothies today. Might be anti-inflammatory. Um, Epsom bath, Normatec, keep my compression tights on. But they're currently in the wash because that's a bit disgusting. But there you go, guys. Look, I'm I'm rambling, but I'm I'm just happy. I can tell you guys, I'm just happy, and I hope you guys are happy too. Getting a lot of really really good messages and feedback from people, and I I think that's it's been really important to me to to give back, not to give back, but just I I like sharing and I like talking for sure, and I, I'm just so happy that it's actually being received in a really positive way, and people are really gaining something out of it and that's really cool to me so it's not hard work for me it's it's just me being me and, and having a conversation with myself almost which is funny but there you go look guys have a have a really good day thanks for listening if anybody wants to know anything about houston or um i like how i've been recovering but i think i've covered that or just anything else just you know you can shoot me an email or contact me on social media but look have a good day guys